This is the Marsh and Matt Show with Marshall Kellner and Matt Gallivan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Marsh and Matt Show. We are back after a long absence. Marshall Kellner and Matt Gallivan. We took a long summer vacation. Uh, you know, Matt was doing nothing except uh, raising his new young daughter, uh, continuing to put a priority on his daughter over this show. I can't believe it. So where where is the dedication? Where is the dedication? But he's back. We got him. It's good to be back. Uh, life uh, just uh, goes on. And uh, it was a good time to do it with uh, the twins struggling and no football, uh, but uh, just like the football season being back, uh, I am now back as well. Yeah, the, the uh, Minnesota Twins still, because of the ineptitude of the AL Central, that may see a below 500 champion, unlikely, but could happen. Um, they're still in it. They're still in it, uh, and it looked like they were they had fallen out of it. They were about four or five games out, then went on a nice little run. Uh, tied Cleveland again, and and uh, now as we sit here, we're recording this on Saturday, September 10th, a day in advance of the Vikings-Packers opener. Uh, the Twins are in third place, but only two and a half out, and two games to go against Cleveland, and then a huge five-game series in Cleveland in four days next week. So it's going to come down to those head-to-head games. Hopefully, we'll have more Minnesota Twins to talk about uh, before the end of this uh, season, and it's not just a a twins funeral that we're talking about when it's when it's over hopefully we have some some playoff games to uh to analyze and if they win the division they get home at least two home playoff games so uh there would be some playoff baseball at target field and a chance to end that uh that 18 game hideous uh playoff losing streak but as for the show today we're going to focus on the minnesota vikings because they are opening up against green bay and I was teasing with Matt before we hit record here that I have a little uh, surprise here. We, we, everybody does Vikings record predictions, right? And you just normally like throw out your prediction. Okay, you know, eight wins, nine wins, and you explain why and, you know, some key games along the way. I don't think that's the best way to do it. I think the best way to do it is one person asks the other to go through every game and predict win or loss, you don't get to write it down. You might have it in your head how many wins you have, but try not to. I'm just going to literally go through every game, and you're going to tell me win or loss, and then at the end, I will tell you how many wins you predicted. Because I think that's just like a more fair way to look at it. You can, you can, you know, you can take into consideration, obviously, this is right now. This is on September 10th. We don't know what the injuries are going to be heading into these games, how these teams will end up being this is a very thumbnail sketch of the season but it does allow you to say okay you know these are three tough games in a row or this is a short rest you're coming off a, a short week whatever um i did this with somebody else uh doing this to me and asking me game by game and i came up with 12 wins so very bullish with the new coaching staff and uh, and kevin o'connell and co and uh, yes so I, I'm yeah, I'm very excited. And Donatel has two healthy pass rushers with Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith, who is itching to get at uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But we're going to do this for you, and then we'll break down the season, and we'll try, to, right. try to get out of here. I like at, it at a decent hour. All right. So the the first game, obviously, 
is against, and you can give a little bit of analysis on each game. Just don't, uh, just don't give us a, an audio essay. Okay. All right. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Okay. okay. Um, first week home against green Bay. I'm going to go win. I think they start uh, the Kevin O'Connell era off on a high note at home. I think it's before people have really, uh, you know, seen how they're going to deploy this offense and all of its weapons. Uh, and I think, um, you know, starting off the season with a healthy Daniil Hunter and a healthy Zadarius, uh, you know, will allow the Vikings to do enough to win against their division rival. All right. I agree. Uh, Philadelphia on the road week two. It's Monday night football. It's Philadelphia's home opener after they go to Detroit in week one. I'm going to go out of limb here and going to say win. Uh, it's okay. a up atmosphere. We don't have a good history there. Um, I don't. We won the last like... time though. And Linval Joseph put on the oxygen mask after getting loose on a, on a pick six. Oh, so that's right. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that, uh, that was a very good moment. I, I just think that uh, I, I think that Kirk has kind of gotten the monkey off of his back for the Monday night games now. And I think they're, this is a team that's going to start hot with the energy and coaching um, and are going to go in. And I just don't like the Eagles QB situation. So um, I, I'm going to go with a upset uh, win on the road to start 2-0. All right, cool. I, you know, I said, I'm not going to give you record, but I'm not going to say, okay, we have two and oh, we're 10 and two, whatever, but that's obviously two and oh. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Week three, they are back home against the Detroit Lions. Because it's at home, I'm going to go win. Um, I do think Detroit's going to be much tougher this year. I uh, really like the head coach uh, for the Lions. Uh, as you know, and as a, a lot of other people do, but I think that at home, uh, we are going to get the win. And Dan Campbell might be crying afterwards as he was when we beat them in Minneapolis last year, but they did beat the Vikings in a big game in Detroit. All right. Week four, the Minnesota Vikings go to, uh, jolly old London. They are the road team officially in that game. So that is an advantage. They actually have the extra home game at home this year. So, so nine home games plus one road game when they're in London. So really only seven true road games. Uh, this is the neutral site game against the hated saints. Yeah. Um, it, if it was the playoffs, I would uh, take us uh, over the saints. <laughs> uh, I, I, some people are picking the saints to be a surprise team. I think, Jameis can it, it can be really hot and cold. Uh, I, I think we're going to lose this game. I think it's just uh, those London games tend to not be very good, very sloppy, and I could see this one being, uh, you know, just one of those that uh, we lose in a close one. How about that? In the first four weeks, we play some hated teams, Green Bay, Philadelphia, and New Orleans. Can't call Detroit a hated team at this point. No. <laughs> but you're if you if you can beat those rivals, uh, you know, and those hated teams, you're going to feel really good about the uh, direction of the season. You are. All right. That's the first quarter of the season. They come home after London, which can be tough, but they come home against the Chicago Bears. 
Yeah, I think there could be some hangover, um, but we generally have taken care of business against the Bears at home. It's usually at Soldier Field that we have more uh, issues. And let's be honest, the Bears are in a full teardown mode, um, you know, kind of a disaster right now in terms of their roster. So I'm going to, going to take that as a win. All right. Then we go to week six. Down to South Beach to play the Miami Dolphins. Should be a lot of Vikings fans there. Uh, there should. I mean, let's be honest. This game comes down to Tua. Does Is Tua taking a step forward uh, and showing he can be an NFL quarterback? Uh, or is he bringing down that whole team? They've got the weapons now. I'm going to go loss. I'm going to say he does enough um, to win at home. Um, but I still am not convinced that he is going to get the job done for the, the Dolphins this year. How about that head coaching matchup with the two new head coaches, McDaniels and O'Connell, both out of the, out of the NFC West, both brilliant offensive times. So should be should be a good, uh, good matchup to see them do battle. Um, we move on to a bye after that. So the Vikings have a week seven bye. Not bad. Not bad, maybe a little on the early side. Um, not ideal, but um, not bad either. Come home out of the bye against the Arizona Cardinals trying to avenge that heartbreaking loss last year in the desert on the Greg Joseph missed kick. I feel good about getting a revenge this year. I think they'll be motivated to do that. I think they're going to get the win. Um, and I, you know, I think it's actually possible that Arizona is going to be a bit of disaster of a disaster. I think Cliff Clinsbury, uh, despite having that extension that he just signed, is really going to be on the hot seat. Um, and I think Kyler is always an injury or um, poor play um, away from, you know, really putting them in a in a tough spot. So I'm going to go win. Yeah, that I do have Kyler as my fantasy QB and one of my teams, but backed up because of the reasons you mentioned by Kirk Cousins. So I, I think it's a pretty safe backup. It's a good I backup think option. Very solid and he backup. may turn into the starting option. So if he's, if he's MVP, like Kyle Brandt says, so we'll get to that later. Uh, week number nine, speaking of Kirk, at the Washington Commanders. First game uh, in Washington for Kirk as a Viking. Oh wow! That's I believe so. I, I believe so. They played him here. They played him here once, but uh, I believe this is the first time we've gone back there since since we had Kirk. So I think that um, this is going to be a blowout of a game. I think the Vikings are going to win it win it handily. I have all the respect for Ron Rivera. I just don't think that that team is very good. Their stadium is awful. They don't get fans there. Their ownership GM situation is a disaster. They are the worst run franchise. Their owner is on a yacht trying to avoid getting served with the lawsuit. Exactly. Um, so oh, I, I think I think the commanders really just are in a bad situation. So uh, that's a must win for the Vikings. Yes, it is. You don't normally say road games are must wins, but that, that certainly is. If, if you're looking to win the division, which this team, uh, by all accounts, is. Um, we go on to Week 10. Probably, in my opinion, toughest game of the year. 
at the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Uh, and Stefan Diggs. I, I think this is going to be a fun one. I, I don't see – I could see a shootout. I don't think the Bills de- – I think the Bills defense certainly is a, is a weaker point for them. Um, and so it would be fun to see a shootout from Diggs and, versus – JJ and Thielen and uh, Josh Allen versus, you know, Kirk. Uh, I, I think Buffalo's run offense still leaves something to be desired, but let's be honest. They're, they're one of the favorites for the Super Bowl for a reason. Uh, I think this is going to be a loss. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Buffalo certainly responded week one um, at the LA Rams nicely to having all that preseason hype. But uh, it's not easy to deal with that all season long. And, and by the way, the Buffalo Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. So the, the Vikings have lost four as well. But Buffalo literally lost four in a row. Uh, they're, they've been as snake-bitten as the Vikings in the, play, uh, in the playoffs, especially recently, uh, with some heartbreaking losses, most notably the one at Kansas City. So um, be interesting to see how they handle that pressure all year long. But Josh Allen, boy, he's fun to watch. We were at that game his rookie year together when he leapt over Anthony Barr and we were like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, yeah. He destroyed I really, the Vikings. I remember us sitting there and everyone thought we were playing the JV team that we were going to, you know, run away. And we Vikings lost. were favored by like close to 20 in that game. I think. And, and everyone said this Josh Allen is turning out to not be that good and how wrong we were. That was yeah. his breakout game. And he really hasn't looked back ever since. It took time as a passer, I think, but but uh, he is there now, certainly. Um, all right. Home after that game against the Dallas Cowboys in an afternoon contest at U.S. Bank Stadium, trying to avenge the Cooper Rush game from last year in Minneapolis. I think uh, revenge is, is a little bit of a theme. Kirk gets revenge against the Commanders. They get revenge in, again in the desert. Uh, or get you know the team from the desert. I think they are going to avenge uh, the loss to Cooper Rush and uh, beat the Cowboys, uh, continuing uh, the to build the pressure on Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I, I think it'll really come down to the playoffs for Mike McCarthy, assuming they're in there. Um, then we have a short week, but we remain home. Eat your Thanksgiving meals early. Because it's Thanksgiving night against the New England Patriots. And uh, maybe that might be the game I'm most excited for in the season to go. I go to most of the games. I'll be at that one. Boy, will it be electric in there. It, it will. Um, this, is a, this one hits close to home, as you know, for me, uh, with a wife that is from the Boston area. Uh, I unfortunately think, uh, given our respective track records, that she is going to get the the better uh, deal on this side. I'm going to go <laughs> loss on this one. I think Thanksgiving okay. games can be weird, and if there's anyone who could uh, scheme up a surprise defensive effort, uh, you know, on a shortened week, it is Bill Belichick. Uh, so I'm going to go loss. So you know, another reason I want to win this game. Uh, is because so, there were some rankings that came out that had for all the whole NFL, not just quarterbacks, but had Mac Jones ranked like ten spots ahead of Kirk. Like crazy. If you want to know if you want to know how much bias there is against Kirk for some reason? <mean, I mean, that is just atrocious. That yeah. that is awful. That is you awful. can 
You he had a nice that. rookie year, but he's not better than Kirk Cousins at this stage. With a with a historic level defense. His upside in his career might be Kirk Cousins. And I don't know if we've seen the best of Kirk Cousins. We can I get totally into that agree. later. I don't think we have. Uh, and we might this year. So anyway, uh get a break the next week, uh, long week, and then stay home. Three straight home games. That's nice. And the third one is against the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, this this is going to be a win. Um, insert Zach Wilson joke here. Uh, <laughs> you know, what, whatever you want to say. Uh, I, I think that – I think Robert Sala might get the Jets headed in a better direction, but they're, they're at least a year away. And at home with a long week, I feel good about the Vikings' chances. All right. Um, yeah, and by the way – that's the third of three home games in a row. It's also a stretch of five out of six at home in wow. like a key part of the season. The NFL schedule makers uh, didn't, didn't give the Vikings a bad thing there. Um, but the way they end the season is tough. We'll get to that. Um, next up, they do play a road game in that stretch at Detroit. So not a far trip, but a tough uh- game. I think this is one of the most important games uh, on the schedule. I think it is very tough. I, uh, my heart says go with the Vikings, but I'm going to say that they, they end up dropping this game um, to an improved Detroit team. It just is, it's hard to win on the road against division rivals, uh, especially if you think they're going to play closer to 500 ball. Which I do now, and now you've lost track of what your record is, and I have it here. So, all right, big reveal might be coming. Well, yes. it, is. it will be coming soon. Um, here we go. Next up, we got four more to go. So, final, final, I used to be able to say quarter of the season, not 16 games anymore. Final four, they return home and face the Indianapolis Colts which could be a Saturday or Sunday game. It's a flex right now. Interesting. Yeah. I, you know, this is where um, health matters so much. I think this is the type of, you know, if Daniil and Darius stay healthy and, you know, on the defense and, and you're able to, you know, uh, keep most of your guys who can contain Jonathan Taylor, then I feel good about this game. You know, given that I think that that, you hope that that's going to happen. I'm going to go win here, even though I think this is going to be really tough. I just don't trust. I trust Kirk, and I don't trust the Colts QB situation. I know they got Matt Ryan, but I think he's on the you know down slope. I just I, I think that that's the difference uh, that gives us the edge. Okay, and the final home game is on Christmas Eve. That's another Saturday game against the New York Giants. I'm going to go win. Right. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not sure I picked uh, a not game. much explanation needed there. They have to win yeah, that that's also true. <laughs> I, I'm a little worried that I didn't pick. Uh, I haven't picked something that it was like kind of a surprise loss yet. Uh, so you know, usually there's one of those in there, but I just I, I feel some of these games are very could be a surprise be win too, though. That's so, true. Yeah. So, and you did go loss at. Um, at Detroit. At Detroit and at Miami and yeah. in London. So sure. uh, here we go. Final two at Green Bay. Oh. And by the way, that's a New Year's Day game. 
So the Vikings are playing on Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, and New Year's Day. Sorry to the people working those games. Uh, this is, you know what? I'm going to go up. I'm going to say we win. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to say that this is the, the Kirk is they an outsider. sweep Green Bay and split with Detroit. Yes. I'm going to go that Kirk is an outside MVP candidate because of his performance in this game. All right. And then they end up at Chicago, Chicago, likely playing for nothing except draft yeah. So I'm or going to go loss. I don't know what the win loss record is here, but I'm, I'm just going to envision that somehow we are in the playoffs at this point and maybe hold tiebreakers, or I'm hoping that that's the way that worked out and having nothing to play for at the end of the season, that this one becomes a, a nothing burger game that we, you know, have uh, Nick Mullins playing quarterback and, you know, lose like a 17-14 type of game. All right, here it is. Remember I said I had 12. Yes. Normally you are less optimistic. That remains the case, but not by much. 11-6 and six is All Matt right. Galavan's uh, record prediction based on this new method that I'm that I'm that I've employed. So I, I like 11 it. and six is the new, is the record prediction. Um, how do you feel about that? I, I that could win the division. Well, in, Green Bay has won 13, three years in a row. So you might need more, but 11 could win it. Well, actually, if you sweep Green Bay, 11 should win it, but obviously depends how the Packers does do the rest of their schedule in the Vikings. Well, it, so what's interesting is if you would have asked me how many wins I've been predicting, I would say 11. So I was actually yeah. – and I haven't gone through the schedule like this yet, and so this was an interesting way to do it. Um, and to your point of normally being more pessimistic than you, I mean, essentially, I would have picked us to win against the Bears if not, right. you know, calculating You're saying that's some a throwaway way. game that we don't need it. Correct. And there's a chance that you're in the playoffs, but you could improve your seating. So maybe they do play. You could get a bye. Maybe they do play. So you, you never know. Um, yeah. That, that's, that last game is always tough to predict. That's why fantasy leagues end a week early. Um, because you don't know who's going to be playing in that, in that final week. But no, I think, I think we've circled around the target. Um, I, I, I think they, they won eight games last year. And I just think on paper, they're a better team. And I think the coaching change does matter. Um, and I'm not going to spend too much time on what's come out about Zimmer and some of the quotes we saw from, you know, guys like Terrence Newman and, and some anonymous quotes as well from former assistant coaches. But, you know, it just hasn't looked good, the atmosphere that they had in there. And I think there's something to be said for that. And there's no doubt, no doubt that Kirk Cousins is more comfortable under Kevin O'Connell. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. Those two jive. If Kevin O'Connell wanted to get rid of him and Quasi Odofo Mensa wanted to get rid of him, they would have. If they didn't think he was the guy, they would have certainly made a move. I don't. I think you've seen Quasi Odofo Mensa is not afraid of the criticism when he trades with two division rivals on draft day, uh, you, you know, and lets the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers get good wide receivers in the draft. 
he doesn't care. Like he's going to do things his way. If he really didn't think Kirk was the answer, they would have shipped him out. They think this team can compete for a division and by extension, a Super Bowl, especially in a weakened NFC. When you're talking about a team trying to repeat in the Rams, hard to do. Stafford has had, you know, one year where he's won a playoff game, which was last year and barely been to the playoffs aside from that. Can they replicate it? Hard to say. Uh, And Brady at some point, you know, will fall off. We don't know when that is, but certainly he missed a lot of training camp. We'll see if that comes into play. You know, if the Buccaneers take a, take a step back, they have a new head coach, by the way, Todd Bowles. So, you know, it's uh, it is an open NFC, and the Green Bay Packers just lost as PA. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, likes to say on KFAN, they lost their bailout guy in yeah. Devontae Adams. And not only that, look at their wide receivers. Alan Lazard is going to miss the the opening game against the Vikings. Randall Cobb, who's a fossil, I mean, and and cannot be cannot be depended on to be the number one guy. He might be the new bailout guy. And then you have a lot of rookies and Sammy Watkins, who who can't run anymore. So, I mean, they're gonna run, they're gonna run the ball heavily, but and I think their defense might be top five in football. Their defense is gonna be very very good. Um, but again. They've had a lot of talent on defense for a while. Have they been? Will they be able to put it together? All the pieces. We'll see. This is going to be a fascinating week one game. I totally agree. Here's here's my general. Sometimes we like to get in the weeds on everything. You know, we and I, I mean the collective we. Um, you know, talking about sports in general. If we take a step back, do the Vikings seem like a better, more talented team? I. I think they do. I think that, you know, overall their their offense and their offensive line, given what we're hearing about Ingram, seems improved. And the weapons, you know, with another year of KJ Osborne seem improved. The punt return seem, you know, the uh, offensive line can't not be improved. The right guard no. position last year was an absolute disaster. Ed Ingram cannot be worse than what we saw last year. And, and you know what? Their defense to me seems to be improved. We don't know for sure. That's more of a wash, but seems to be improved. So that's one thing. Number two, I would say, does the NFC in general seem more? It, it, is there anyone that seems like demonstratively better, or does it seem more yeah. stable and and less chaotic? And I would say the Saints seem more chaotic. The Packers seem more chaotic. Tampa Bay, you know, is a little bit chaotic with the with the coaching change. Dallas is chaotic. Um, the Rams, after, you know, we know what Stafford can be chaotic. And then, you know, even the 49ers with what's going on with the quarterback situation, you know, unexpectedly yeah. seem more chaotic. So all of that seems more open. The Vikings seem better. And then I don't know how you look at there, there's going to be a learning, you know, a need to learn on the job. But I don't know how you look at the culture of both the coaching staff, the team dynamics, the GM, and not say that a change needed to be made and that it's a healthy change. Not saying it's going to work out, but given all we know, it's very clear that that needs to happen. And so you combine all that together with the fact that they can't be worse on defense in the last two minutes of games and the last two minutes of hacks. That than, tells than me, they were the last two years. 
Yes. And then still that, barely missed the postseason both seasons. Yeah. So that tells me that they're going to be better. And that's in line yeah. with what both of us seem to be saying. I think offensively, they're going to have the, the offense will have to carry them early because there's a lot new defensively, not only personnel wise, but scheme wise. I mean, they haven't run a three, four base defense in over 40 years. And you're going to be a nickel a lot, but that is different. That is different. How is Eric Hendricks going to respond to that? We talked a little bit about that in the offseason. Uh, Jordan Hicks is another added linebacker, really good for Arizona. How will he adjust to this scheme? And then you have Brian Asamoa, who made the team as a, as a rookie. He flies around. He'll be a special teams demon. Will he get some time offensively? They kept Troy Dye. Like, who will that third linebacker uh, be? behind those two I mean those two are the starters who will that who will that backup be and I think really and then I think also Michael Pierce good when healthy but he was never healthy or rarely healthy and you have Harrison Phillips who is one of the leaders on this team now and is ready to break out he was very good for the Buffalo Bills he could be a run stopper along with Dalvin Tomlinson who played the same position in New York with the Giants and was very good and very effective in that role. Who will that third guy be now that they surprisingly released Armand Watts? Uh, you, you, you might have uh, Jonathan Jonathan uh, Ballard, I think his last name is, who came over from the the Chicago Bears. But I think, and and I think defensively, the thing to watch will be corner depth. How will Cam, yeah. will, is Cam Dantzler really that much improved? And is the cloud of Zimmer? you know, hovering over him that he didn't really respond well to Zim. It, 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 is he able to relax and play up to his potential? How quickly can Andrew Booth Jr. get on the field or Caleb Evans get on the field, the two rookies? Um, I think both promising in training camp. Booth has had some injury concerns. Evans has been really good. So you, I think the corner depth will be key. Can Patrick Peterson play in this defense? We know how smart he is, but he doesn't have the speed he used to. So I think secondary defensively and depth at inside linebacker will be the key, but the real big key, that's assuming everyone's healthy, the real overarching key to the defense and maybe the entire team is the health of Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter. That was the big problem defensively the last two years. They did not have pass rush. They were in the bottom of the league in sacks, uh, for, certainly two years ago, and even last year when they had more sacks, that's because Daniil played the first half of the year and helped everyone else out. Then they really struggled to get consistent pressure. Those two guys on the field is a problem. It is a big, big problem. Zadarius can go to the inside in pass rushing situations. So can Daniil. I think you just can do so many things with those two guys, with Harrison Smith, with Lewis Seen, once he gets on the field, Cameron Bynum. I mean, I think they have pieces on the defense to eventually be very good, but the offense will have to carry them early and they need those two pass rushers healthy. That can change the entire team, not just the defense. They can set up the offense. How much did we talk about last year? How the defense was not putting the offense in good situations and vice versa. The offense tied for the league lead in three and outs. That can't happen again. That cannot happen. They scored some decent, you know, they had some high scoring outputs, but they would get stuck in the middle of games and then, and then leading the league in three and outs? Are you kidding me with the talent they had? Unacceptable. So I think offensively, the key will be Garrett Bradbury and Ed Ingram. That's, that's the weakness offensively, and then maybe depth at tight end. But I think another guy you get back offensively, Irv Smith Jr., 
huge, huge if he can stay healthy. So I, I mean, I'm really, not that the health of Darius Daniel Irv Smith could be could be the key to those whole team. I'm not sold and haven't been sold on Irv Smith. I know it's been injury mostly, but we've been talking about him since he was a rookie and he's yet to show it in my opinion, but anything you get from him is an added bonus. Um, you know, but to your point, like it, it Cause I don't think that they have uh, much on the depth as you just laid out. Um, but the, and they're top heavy in terms of their talent. So if those top, if that top heavy talent at a lot of these key positions, um, if those folks stay healthy, they could be really good. If you get some, you know, major injuries, the the bottom could really fall off, um, and you lose some of these games you need to win. So um, this is uh, fun to see. yeah, yeah, and and I think I think too this um, first game against Green Bay is crucial. It's at home. You don't play them again until the second to the last game of the year, which yes, you predicted them to win. I did not. New Year's Day at Lambeau Field. You cannot count on winning that game. And no. you can't win the division, if most likely, if you get swept by Green Bay. You just can't. So you need to win this game and make them chase you the entire damn season. Now, now I'm starting to get fired up. Make them chase you the entire way. Because the, the Vikings have gotten off to poor starts each of the last two years. The division race has been basically over by midseason the, the last two years at least as far as the Vikings were concerned, you need to get off to a, you need to make a statement immediately at home, new coaching staff. You need to put up some points and you need, you need to do it in dominant fashion. You need, you need to win this game. And Zadarius Smith needs to put Aaron Rodgers on his ass multiple times tomorrow. I think he does. Final thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for kickoff. I'm just excited to see the page turned um, and, and seeing a, a coach that will embrace Cousins and his identity for this offense. Um, even if it doesn't work, at least Vikings fans and Twitter can feel confident that we tried that where we clearly didn't under Zimmer um, and that it was just it, – it, it, did not mix um, very well. So let's try it, see what happens. Uh, and yeah, I think it's there, there's a ton to talk about. And I, one guy we didn't even mention, Jalen Rager, they just, they just traded for him. He's going to be the punt returner. Special teams, big as well. Greg Joseph had a phenomenal training camp. We'll see if it carries over. There's just so many storylines, as always, with the Minnesota Vikings. And we'll have a game to break down next week as we look back on the Green Bay game. Look ahead to the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. How about these two to start? The America's Game of the Week in Week 1 at 325 with a kick. Fans getting a little more uh, uh, beverages in their system before the game. Should be electric in there. I will be there. And next week, Monday Night Football against Philadelphia. And we get uh, Joe Buck on Monday Night Football. Uh, Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman. Or you turn to, you mute the uh, TV and listen to Paul Allen and Pete Persich and Ben Lieber as I do. So uh, multiple ways to watch and uh, and listen. Hope to see some of you there at the game tomorrow. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Thank you, Matt. I'm Marshall Kellner. That's Matt Galvan. We will talk to you next week. Skull Vikes.